Welcome to the Moonflower Path Podcast. This space is for the highly sensitive, the creatives, the earth-loving, the caregivers, the weirdos, the feelers, the change makers, and dreamers of the world. Here, we are all about guiding you to trust your body intuition so you can find home and shift culture. Through the exploration of somatic practice, self-care, and seasonal ritual, my hope is that you will be inspired to be in harmony with yourself and in a dance with the earth. I'm your host, Carolyn, and I'm so honored and grateful to be here with you today. Hello, Moonflower, and welcome to the Moonflower Path podcast, where we talk all things cozy, somatic, and seasonal self-care. I am wearing my witch hat because this is the seasonal rituals episode where we talk about Samhain. And so we're embracing our inner witch during this episode. But before we get into today's episode, first, I want to welcome you if you are a new listener to this podcast. Really lovely to spend some time with you. And if you love this episode, please consider becoming a subscriber and registering to our newsletter and coming hang out with us on Instagram. If you are not a new listener here, then I would really love if you would share this episode or this podcast with a friend. That is quite honestly one of the best ways to help spread the word and help support this podcast because this is a free resource that I am happy to offer you and one of the ways that you can give back is by spreading the word. So share this episode with a friend. And if you're the friend that's listening because you got sent this episode, you're going to love today's episode. A few other things I want to mention before we get into the episode. Trust me, you'll want to stick around. So I'm just going to go through these few things, which also you'll probably want to hear about. If you haven't downloaded the In Tune with the Moon resource, then I would strongly encourage you to do that. This resource is a like lunar self-care toolkit filled with so many good goodies good goodies well i'm gonna stick with it (laughs) so there are four lunar rituals a new moon waxing moon full moon and waning moon ritual so these are 30 minute videos where i guide you through lunar rituals that are embodied cozy and comforting and then you also get access to lunar digital phase calendars so these are phone wallpapers and widgets and you have them all for the months from now until the end of the year and they will be updated in the new year so that is a lot of content that is completely free and all you need to do is click the link in the show notes to get access to that I'm just glancing over here if you're watching the YouTube video because I have notes because I need them because I am an extroverted Gemini who can absolutely just babble away so I don't want to get off track. Also, this is a reminder that if you are wanting to join the Gently Grieving Workshop with special guest counselor Maddie Harbour, then now is your time to join. That is happening this Friday, October 27th at 7 p.m. EST. If you're like, I don't know what that's all about, listen to last week's episode where I talk with Maddie Harbour about all things grief, how to navigate grief in a really embodied and gentle and authentic way. And if you missed the recent announcement of an upcoming episode happening in December, I'm going to mention it here. So 
I'm going to be interviewing Melissa Blair, the author of The Halfling Saga, a really amazing fantasy series with a badass female protagonist who is exploring redefining her darkness. I've read these books, I love them, and that's quite literally the reason that I reached out to Melissa to see if she wanted to come onto the podcast and talk about not only the book and how amazing it is, but also her experience as a creative author and how she cares for herself. So if you are a reader and you like fantasy, then I would encourage you to read this book. And if you want to listen to that episode, having actually read the book, then now's your time to get the book. You've got about a month or so to read at least the first one. The first two are out. The third one is coming out very soon. So that episode, like I said, is coming out like mid-December. Okay, that's it. Those are my announcements. Let's get into today's episode where we talk about seasonal rituals to celebrate Samhain. So if you are new to the seasonal rituals episode, there are kind of like three things that I like to go through in these episodes. First, I like to talk about the symbology, the energies, and a little bit of the history around this seasonal celebration. And then I like to walk us through a, I like to call it a lunar forecast for the next six weeks. So what's to be expected in terms of the uh, lunar cycles, as well as what's happening in the astrological calendar. And then at the end, which is like the most exciting part and that I love to bring these to you, I will present you with a few different suggestions on seasonal rituals that you could turn to to help tune into and celebrate this seasonal celebration, which is again, Samhain. So let's talk about Samhain. So I'm wearing my witch hat because like I said, this is an opportunity for us to get curious about our witchy side. You're probably listening to this episode because you probably already know that, but if you are new to seasonal celebrations, just a brief, brief kind of rundown, the wheel of the year carries us throughout the entire year of seasons. There are eight seasonal celebrations found on the wheel of the year, starting in it, depending on what you would like to choose, but in this space, in this community, starting at Yule, the winter solstice, carrying us through all of the seasons, and Samhain is the last of the eight seasonal celebrations. So, if we were to compare the Wheel of the Year to the cycle of the moon, this is the darkest period of the cycle. This is the dark, dark moon of the cycle when it comes to comparing this to the Wheel of the Year cycle. So Samhain, the actual date of Samhain is kind of like the night of to the morning of Halloween. So October 31st to November 1st. But if you're listening to this episode and it's like after that time, no fret. The wonderful thing about seasonal rituals, the wonderful thing about seasonal living is that it doesn't actually totally matter when you take the time to turn to your own version of celebrating these seasonal transitions because it's really a space where you get to intuitively move through the process. So if it's like November 5th and you're listening to this episode, 
these suggestions and these energies will still apply. So the first energy or symbol around this time is that of honoring our ancestors, listening to the wisdom that's coming through from that, as well as honoring grief and leaving space to get curious about how death is coming up in your life. So with the celebration bringing in the end of the year and ushering us into the darkest period of the year, the symbology of death is really present. It is here and death is something that in our society we don't really talk a whole lot about or we try to gloss over or we try to kind of find the silver lining in it. So this is an opportunity for you to get curious about what is your relationship with death? Is it something that you really haven't examined or maybe it's something that you're really familiar with and now is the time to get back into the process of honoring what is dying, what has been lost, so this can be a beautiful time to honor death in its many forms. That might look like honoring a loved one who has passed, or it could look like honoring a version of yourself that you're letting go, or somewhere in between, letting creative projects that you started and that you don't really want to finish off on, maybe they fall away, or maybe you actually tie up loose ends so that you can let those projects go to create space for new. But it's not necessarily about clearing away the things for the opportunity for the new things to come. Maybe it's just about honoring death just for the sake of learning what that process can bring up for you. The process of grief is a very non-linear one. Sometimes it feels like you've got a good grasp on it and sometimes it feels like it might just swallow you whole and somewhere in between, right? There's a wide range of experiences when it comes to walking along this process. And so I would encourage you to be really gentle with yourself during this time. This is a necessary aspect of being a human and somebody who is maybe spiritually inclined or somebody who really just wants to live a life that is in line with being in flow with what's happening around you. And if you're moving through a process where you're feeling like there's some things that are being shed, please give yourself time and space to honor that reality. Let it be both a comforting process as well as an uncomfortable one. Resist the urge to want to rush through it and let it be okay if it feels kind of murky or foggy or messy. Let the messages that need to come through come through. One of the things that is a big component of Halloween, at least, is this element of being like scared or of dressing up as things that are gruesome and scary. And for a long time, personally, that was something that I really didn't like about Halloween. And again, I'm not only talking about Halloween, I'm very specifically talking about Samhain, but the history of Halloween comes from Samhain. So that's why there's a bit of a blend there. But personally, that was always something that I was like, mm, I don't really like that. Like, why are people trying to scare me just for the sake of scaring me? And maybe that's something that you really love about this, this time, then like, great, 
it is time. It is time to get spooked and that's great. One of the things that I loved from learning more about the history of Halloween and leaning into celebrating Samhain was that historically the reason that we actually dress up at this time as like spooky scary characters was actually humans did this to ward off spirits harmful spirits that they thought would be able to come through the the veil between our world and the spirit world so to speak so i love that symbology because i feel like this was like an empowering way that humans would feel safe during a night where they believed spirits could walk among us it would also be done as a way to make way for beloved spirits and ancestors to gather with us, which I think is just such a beautiful, beautiful root of this tradition of dressing up as spooky characters. I think that it reminds me that I can take the act of warding off what I fear into my own hands by becoming a strong and maybe wild version of myself to overcome that darkness and fear. So whether it be through honoring ancestors, gently moving through periods of grief, or listening to the wisdom that spirits are feeling called to pass on to you, let yourself believe in the magical and spiritual realm that is Samhain. So speaking of becoming a strong and a wild version of yourself, there is a Celtic goddess that myths talk of around Samhain, and that's the Kaliak. Although the Kaliak is labeled many things, such as the goddess of the winds, wilderness, grain, a triple goddess representing the three stages of a woman's life, she is also referred to as the goddess of winter. Historically, Samhain was the time that transitioned us from summer to winter. But now that there's a bit more nuance to our seasons in the wheel of the year, we have a bit more time between winter officially coming in, but there's some pretty cool symbolism in getting to know the Kaliak. When you look at images depicting the Kaliak, she is represented as an old woman, given that Kaliak quite literally translates to old woman in the Celtic language that this word originates from. She is not young. She's not a young and beautiful ethereal goddess. She's old and she looks kind of scary in some of the illustrations, but the stories that are associated with her show her as someone who is wild, strong, and caring. She is neither fully good or fully bad because although she is the bringer of storms and destruction, she is also said to be the protector, the protector of the wild animals during the colder months and the protector of grain since this was such an important food during the colder months of the year. I think the blend in this archetype of being neither good or bad and being both a bringer of storms, but also a protector is such a beautiful representation of the lessons of the second half of autumn. That you also are neither good or bad. That the parts of you that you have labeled as bad also deserve your love and acceptance. Or better yet, maybe they're just asking to be examined and listened to. Maybe your wildness isn't something to be scared of or ashamed of, but to be honored and followed. 
It might just lead you to a stronger and more authentic you. She might not be pretty, but she sure damn well is a badass. I feel like the Kaliak is this representation of this misunderstood aspect of being a woman. <laughs> this really messed up history associated with women who are magical or who are intuitive or who are just women being labeled as witches. And I love the fact that there's this resurgence of using the word witch and this like reclaiming of that word. And also of this getting curious about the cultures and the traditions that are around us that we can learn from, not appropriate, but learn from. So maybe this is a time for you to honor your inner witch, getting curious about what that might look like and feel like for you. And then the last aspect energy of this season is, of course, Samhain ushering in the last six weeks of the calendar year. Samhain carries us into the darkest moments, the longest nights, and the stillest time. That time where the natural world is brown, cold, and dying. Where there is no more blooming, but true letting go. All of this, as mentioned previously, can bring in a sense of grief. And with that, asks of us to rest, to slow down, to be quiet, and to just be a bit more than usual. So maybe you wrap up projects that you started earlier, and then you don't start new ones for another little while. Let your body rest after all that it's navigated this past year. Press pause in some things, or maybe even letting them go entirely. Let yourself shed the tears that want to be shed without holding them back or shaming them. Let yourself not have all the answers. Halt the desire to want to keep doing, keep producing, keep coming up with bigger and better plans and let yourself just take a big exhale and restore your energy for the newness that will inevitably come in the coming season. Lean into the darkness and become its friend. I do want to mention before we move on to the next segment of this episode that I do recognize that the holiday season is coming up and I get that and that there's planning and that there's expectations and that there's things to be involved in. And so I believe that living seasonally is this beautiful way and this radical act of actually pushing against some of that. And getting curious about how do I want to show up into this holiday season in a way that feels like I'm honoring how much I can show up to. That is maybe something you can get curious about during this time. This idea of honoring the urge to do what you want to do instead of just doing what is expected of you. Something to get curious about. Okay, let's move on to our lunar forecast for the next six weeks of the year. Hello, gentle listener. Carolyn here interrupting today's episode to tell you about our new free resource called In Tune with the Moon. Learn to listen to, trust in, and honor your body intuition so you can feel empowered to take up space in your life with the moon by your side every step of the way. This free resource includes digital moon phase calendars. So that's pretty phone wallpapers and widgets that have a moon phase calendar on them from now until the end of the year and they'll be updated in the new year. 
four lunar ritual videos that are about 30 minutes in length and always follow the same comforting ritual of some gentle yoga, some meditation, and some lunar inspired journal prompts. And yes, these are cozy and accessible. All bodies, all mobility levels are very much welcome. And a digital lunar journal to deepen your relationship with yourself and the moon. By downloading this resource, you'll also begin to receive our monthly moonflower journal filled with cozy and seasonal self-care resources. Have I mentioned that it's all for free? Get in tune with the moon as well as with yourself by clicking the link in the show notes or visiting our website, themoonflowerpath.com. So this always feels kind of funny because I feel like I'm just like throwing a bunch of like dates and information to you. So maybe you want to like write this stuff down, but know that if you're part of this community and you are registered to the newsletters, you will kind of get reminded of these things as the next six weeks go. But I like to take this time to just like zoom out, take a look at what's going to be happening with the moon, maybe so that I can like know what's coming, plan accordingly. And then once I know, then I'll just kind of like follow along <laughs> as the six weeks move through. So as you're listening to this, we have just started Scorpio season. So Scorpio season is a water sign. This is kind of like the spookiest and murkiest and asks of us to be very go with the flow because there's going to be stuff that's going to bubble up and come up. And so we are here and asked to listen to it and honor it and get curious about it. October 28th, there is a full moon and a partial lunar eclipse, which ends kind of as like the second parentheses to eclipse season that began at the beginning of this lunar season on October 14th. So this full moon, this partial lunar eclipse, the end of eclipse season might be a really nice time to just let that shit go for realsies. November 13th, there will be a new moon in Scorpio moving to Sagittarius. November 22nd is the start of Sagittarius season, which shifts us from a water sign into a fire sign. Further on into November, kind of end of November, November 27th, there is a full moon in Gemini. The full moon, the sign of the full moon, always is in the opposite sign of the season, this the astrological season that we find ourselves in. So it's a nice time to get curious about the opposite energies, that of Sagittarius and Gemini, that is fire and air. As we enter into December, December 12th, there is a new moon in Sagittarius. So this new moon will carry us into the winter season. December 21st is Yule, winter solstice, the day that I like to consider the new year, and the start of Capricorn season, which is an earth sign. So a really nice invitation oh, to ground, to slow down. December 26th, there's a full moon in Cancer. So that is what is to be expected in the moon for the next six weeks, carrying you towards Yule. If it would be helpful to actually have all of this in like a visual sense, because again, like I said, I'm just kind of like throwing all these dates and these signs to you, then you can click the link in the show notes, which will bring you to this episode's blog post, and you can actually have all of the dates there, and maybe you can write them in your calendar. 
Okay, let's make our way into the most anticipated portion of this episode, which is the seasonal rituals. This podcast is brought to you by the Moonflower Path Community Space an online somatic self-care studio that offers highly sensitive, creative, and earth-loving souls a cozy space to honor and nourish their unique gifts through somatic self-care practices and earth-based rituals. In a world that is consistently trying to convince you not to trust yourself, that you aren't worthy of care, that you need to be loud and fast to fit in, and that you are separate from the earth, we here at the Moonflower Path believe that it is a radical act to not only care for ourselves, but to deeply care for each other and for the earth in the process. By becoming a Moonflower member, you will gain access to a wide array of weekly, cozy and accessible live stream yoga classes, a library full of self-care resources to support your creative and sensitive self so you always have a space to feel held, monthly seasonal rituals and gatherings, and be part of a community of folks like you all walking along an intentional journey of radical self-care. Join today by visiting our website, themoonflowerpath.com. So I've got four different seasonal rituals for you today. And a reminder that the word ritual, a ritual is basically just the way within which we turn something mundane into something sacred. And it is also typically something that we move through to honor transitions. So you could do that in many different ways and pretty much anything can become a ritual. So these things that I'm going to mention are simply suggestions and they are not mandatory. They are something of a jumping off point. So take what feels good, leave the rest. And of course, again, let your intuition and your creative self be infused into the ways within which you celebrate this seasonal transition. So the first invitation is to build a grief altar. This is something that we are going to be moving through in the Gently Grieving workshop happening this coming Friday. But if you're listening to this episode after that workshop has happened, then no fret. Essentially, an altar is a space that we dedicate towards honoring something. And so a grief altar could be a space in your home where you pull out objects that symbolize that which you are grieving, that which you are wanting to really leave space to grieve for. Again, maybe that's a loved one, or maybe you're currently going through a personal transition in your life and you want to take some time to honor that past chapter to leave space for the new chapter that's to come. So creating some sort of altar around honoring that so that you can grieve that could be a really beautiful way to celebrate this seasonal transition. The next seasonal ritual, and this one's a really interesting one, so keep an open mind, <laughs> but this really pulls from this aspect of examining that which we have labeled as dark about ourselves and loving it and maybe asking it what it wants and needs right now. So this seasonal ritual is pretty simple. It would be the act of pulling out your notebook or your sketchbook and writing down all of the things that you don't like about yourself. 
Hmm, weird, right? <laughs> so writing down, maybe it's a list, maybe you're more of like a, a writer, a list maker, or maybe you're more of a creative soul and you'd love for this to be done in your sketchbook and you wanna write down all the things that you feel annoyed about, that you feel shameful of, the things that you're just like, oh, like I wish this wasn't a thing that was of me, that was about me, that was something that was labeled of me. And writing all of those things down and then showering all of that with lots of love. And you might do that through making a piece of art out of the words that you've put down on the piece of paper. Or maybe it's through writing a beautiful letter towards all of those parts of yourself. Maybe it's a practice of taking this piece of paper and putting it on whatever your spiritual altar or on your desk, putting hearts all over it and looking at those things with both of your eyes and with an open, open heart. This could be a really tender ritual, so I would encourage you to be really gentle with yourself through this process, but it could also be a really beautiful way of deepening your relationship with all parts of yourself. The next seasonal ritual is this, again, celebration of the dark, and that's making a ritual out of watching the moon rise. There's this, there's this fear or this kind of anxiety or this hesitation around transitioning into the colder months of the year because yes, the reality is that the days are much shorter compared to the summer. Again, this idea of living seasonally is this idea of embracing what is happening. It's this idea of accepting the fact that we are moving towards where we're moving. You are exactly where you are and that reality is the days are just shorter. The sun is not as present in the sky as the moon is. So instead of resisting that change, let's embrace it. Create a ritual around watching the moon rise. Maybe you brew yourself a cup of tea and you stand by the window where you can actually watch the moon or you bring yourself outside. You, that's the time where you bring your dog for a walk and you get curious about what life looks like and feels like living in the dark. Making a ritual out of the moonrise also is a beautiful way to create a deeper relationship with the moon as she has so much to teach us. And then the last seasonal ritual, the last invitation is to make a ritual out of rest. There are some things in our life that we dedicate so much care and attention to, right? Like if you think of like, all of the resources out there that are dedicated towards being more productive, creating beautiful planners and being all organized so that you can do more, so you can create more, so you can have more time in your schedule to just like do and have more plans. That's great. I love that and I am a huge fan of organizers and planners and doing and being productive. I'm also a huge fan of the opposite of productivity and that is rest not doing not producing so what would happen if you dedicated the same energy that you do to planning your life to producing to working to resting what would happen if you created a ritual out of sleeping out of doing nothing out of quite literally just resting lighting candles getting the most comfy blankets that you have in your house out of the linen closet 
and creating a ritual around rest. So these are a little bit different. If you are usually, if you are used to like Googling or going on Pinterest and searching for rituals for Samhain, they usually are more like witchy and like magical spell infused. But hopefully these rituals are something that are unique, that are something that lights something inside of you to create your own rituals around this time or to turn to one of the suggestions that I've offered. Again, like I've said, at the end of the day, Living seasonally is about connecting with your own ways that you move through the seasons and intuitively honoring what might come up, what you might want to do, what is present for you, and flowing with that. So I'm wishing you a very magical and dark and spooky Samhain. Thank you for being here. Again, like I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, if you love this episode, share it with a friend, share it on Instagram, send it through an email to somebody that you think would really appreciate this episode. And I will speak with you again very soon. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the Moonflower Path Podcast. I'm your host, Carolyn, and ways that you can find more support from me and this cozy community are all found in the show notes. Please consider rating, reviewing, and sharing this podcast with a friend. Those are the best ways to show your support for this free and accessible resource. Wishing you a gentle rest of your day, and I look forward to connecting again with you very soon.